I was there this weekend. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushire. Okay, let's let's try to break this down again. Uh, much of our culture is being power washed. Uh, much around Christmas time is getting power washed. Rudolph, for example, right? Because people yep. miss the point, right? Because power washers are not critical thinkers. A Cleveland radio station has stopped playing Baby It's Cold Outside this holiday season after it says listeners voice concerns about the song's predatory undertones amid the Me Too movement. I would contest the use of the word predatory. WDOK Christmas 102.1 pulled the song from its around-the-clock rotation of Christmas music this week after receiving a call from a listener who suggested it is inappropriate in 2018. The call and response song, the call and response song written in the 1940s includes a woman singing that she has to leave a man's house as he tries to lure her, her to stay. In the song, the female sings, I really can't stay, to which the man responds, but baby, it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Other lyrics include the woman saying, uh, singing, say, what's in this drink? And I simply must go. The answer is no. It wasn't really our decision. It's it's the decision of our listeners. WDOK midday host Desiree told WJW, noting okay. that the Christmas lineup is decided by the station's listeners. Well, whoever Desiree is was not intelligent enough no. to push back. Uh, the station said it posted a poll about the song on its website, and a clear majority of respondents supported the decision to remove the song. Poll results were not visible on the station's website. However, a poll on the station's Facebook page showed that among the more than 600 votes by last Thursday night, 92% of respondents favored playing the song, while just 8% felt it was inappropriate. <laughs> People might say, oh, that's enough with that Me Too, but if you really put that aside and listen to the lyrics, it's not something I would want my daughter to be in that kind of a situation, Desiree said. The tune might be catchy, but let's maybe not promote that idea. Desiree, who would name her child A-B-C-D-E. Cleveland Rape Crisis Center president and CEO Sandra Miller said the organization supports the decision. I think it's taking a 2018 lens on a song that was written a long time ago, she said, adding that the move reflects evolving values. It's over for this country. Yeah, when, that, when, we're, when we have position, people in positions of this kind of power who are this stupid. Societal norms were different when the song was written. An unmarried woman staying in a man's house was scandalous. In the song, the woman expresses concern about what others may think of her spending the night as the man tries to convince her to stay. While some might view the song and its lyrics as a playful coy back and forth from another time, uh, well, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Miller said it may have a different meaning to a rape survivor. Uh, I think a, I think a rape survivor would see uh, many things in this world different. Un- unfortunately, most unfortunately. Who wrote it, John? Uh, that I don't know. Well, you can I find will, out. I, uh, I will. Yes. 
It really pushes the line of consent, Miller said. The character in the song is saying no, and they're saying, well, does no really mean yes? And I think in 2018, what we know is consent is yes, and if you get a no, it means no. Uh, Miller said the song is an, is an example of the rape culture in which we live in the first oh, step to... God. Frank Lesser wrote Frank, it. Yeah. I really can't stay, but baby, mm-hmm. it's cold now. Okay. I seem to recall that... We had two young musicians in the Twin Cities who rewrote it. Yes. Uh, because they thought it was suggestive of, of date rape, that the uh, the male in the song spiked her drink with something. No, here's what you need to push back. She doesn't suspect him. Here's here's my suspicion. What do you got? The, the female singing, uh, the female uh, songstress, because it's, it's a duet, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. a yeah. the, call the, and response. Yeah, yeah the female uh, does not at all suspect that he's put anything in her drink. That's what's called an idiom. But these people are too stupid to know what an idiom is. An idiom is an expression whose meaning is not predictable from the usual meanings of its constituent elements. In other words, it's raining cats and dogs. It's an idiom. No, it's not really raining cats and right. dogs. I'm, I'm under the weather. Well, there's no such thing as being under the weather. That's an idiom. Hey, what did you put in that drink? If it's not an idiom, it's, it's, it's talk. It's banter. She's, uh, she's falling Wait, what, for this guy. Right, not what date rape drug did you put in there, but what do you, what do you got, a Manhattan in here? I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Yeah. It's just a shame. That, what we're dealing with in many cases, I can link this to the uh, St. Paul City Council people finding these very famous murals uh, in the city hall now problematic because you know why? Because they're stupid. Let's just let's cut to the chase. <laughs> hey, dummy. Let's just cut to the chase. Just, they're hey, dummies. Dummy. What's up, dummy? They haven't done their homework. <laughs> they're dummies. Okay, I, for, I was talking to my sources over the weekend. I have sources. Oh, yeah. you do. Uh-huh. And he, uh, one of my sources, had a great point. Go look up the Billboard Top 100, which I have done. Okay. And. Uh, Ariana Grande apparently is number one, followed by somebody named Sicko Mode. <laughs> well, and I'm not. What's up, Sicko? What's up, bro? Juice World. Yeah, uh, where the juice at? Shaq West. Yeah, Shaq West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lil Baby and Guna. Lot of small one. Okay, little, fine. That's all fine. That's all fine. Small one. But I look, uh, and it was his suggestion to read those lyrics. Well, and I can't read them. I can't read them on the air. They're misogynistic. They're uh, they're riddled with crime and profanity. And the same people complaining about this song have all of those downloaded on their iPhone. So why are these songs okay? Exactly. Why are these okay when a very innocent song? When was it written, John? In the forties. Forties. Yep. Yeah. Why is that not okay? And who's going to push back against this utter B as in B, S as in S? You got yourself a, uh, a topic of conversation there, sir. Well, this is power washing. There's nothing wrong with this song, but they've ruined it now. The power washers have ruined it. Just like they dragged their Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer into it. Do you all, all understand what, it, what is meant by an idiom? Yeah, you call me and rookie that every day. Yeah. <laughs> idiom number three. 
an expression whose meaning is not predictable from the usual meanings of its constituent elements, as kick the bucket or hang one's head, or from the general grammatical rules of a language as the table round for the round table, and that is not a constituent of a larger expression like characteris- of like characteristics. Hey, what did you put in that drink? Does not mean she suspected him of putting anything in the drink, it sounds to me like what she's doing is stalling for time. She's falling for this guy. Right. She's she's swooning. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like him. It's but it's more playful. We're... But that's what you that that's what you thought naturally. Now it's been power washed. It's been ruined by the darkness of the Mysterians, the darkness of the hashtag Me Too movement. It's been ruined by darkness. There are people intent on covering us in darkness to the point where they will take apart Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Completely missing the point, as an earlier email said. Uh, city council people completely missing the point of the uh, famous murals. Uh, uh, the uh, the painter's name escapes me. Uh, uh, the Art Deco guy. Look it up, John. Uh, muralist, uh, is it Wharton? John, uh, who painted murals in St. Paul City Council chambers? Uh, it shouldn't take any one of you long to find that answer. Is it John Wharton, I believe? Famous muralist. These were among his last uh, pieces, too, because he died in 1934, and these went up in 1932. Anybody? I'm I'm looking. looking. I got the story. I haven't found the artist Diego. He was a disciple of Diego Rivera, who uh, was a Mexican muralist. John Norton? John Norton. Thank you. John Norton. Uh, And he was from Chicago, and he was extremely well-known, well-thought-of. It was an honor to have him enter your public building and do these murals. And he uh, was a disciple of Diego Rivera, who was a Marxist atheist. You would think that would be right up the alley of these progressive <laughs> right. mysterians. Uh, and it was never his, if you'll read, if you want to, if you guys just to amuse yourself, if you want to read deeper into Norton, uh, this, this this was done as honor. He was celebrating labor and advancement, progress. He was celebrating concrete, the river, uh, r- rail travel, uh, industry, industry, and and it had nothing to do. Uh, and, and so you have these modern fools now who let's just quit playing around with language. You have, we have elected these stupid people. They're just stupid. They don't have any way of critically thinking about anything. They're just stupid, and they're 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 unable to discern that the guy painted what he saw. Right. It's too bad. Uh, that's just the way it was. Well, and it's it's a snap judgment, and without having a conversation and going into it deeper, like you were mentioning, it's 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 all a world of now of snap judgments, mm-hmm. and we have to fix this immediately. Well, hold on a second. But getting back to the Billboard Hot 100, uh, I would venture to say that of the top 100, you'd find 25 to 30 songs with lyrics so profoundly debased that you would not want those songs played in your house. From the use of the major words of profanity to misogyny, uh, to rape. Disrespect. Uh, to prost- Real disrespect. To prostitution, which is usually referred to in rap music as ho, the ho. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that's okay, I guess. I, I, so, but, but a station in Cleveland with, a, with a, a stupid person at the helm, just stupid. I wonder how she spells... Desiree. I got it. Oh, yeah. She's saying you can't play that because it's it's then they and then whoever wrote this, 
WGN-TV story. They went to the rape center in Cleveland. Oh, God. As though there's some legitimacy yeah. in, in connecting a, a playful song about a stormy, wintry night to rape. And I find that I, I would think that a, a victim of rape would be embarrassed by that. But what what would they what would a a a rape um, uh, place or you're trying to recover a recovery place? What what are they going to say? Of course they're going to yeah, say that's, they're in the business. Uh, they to have say that. to say it. They're required to say that. Uh, Desiree D E S I R A Y. Ooh, no. Guess, guess how she got on the radio. Huh. Yeah. It was a, a contest where a morning show was searching for a co-host, and they were on the hunt to add a talented Clevelander. Mm-hmm. She won the contest. Mm-hmm. That's how she Where the hell did they get radio. that idea? <laughs> I wonder what they play when they're at, when they're not doing the they 24. They are a, a soft rock station. Well, they probably are AC. not playing profane rap. No, then. they're playing, you know, James Taylor right, and right. that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Adult contemporary. Yeah, All right. We don't own them, do we? I'll, I'll, I'll quickly backtrack. Yeah, right. Hang on a second. Let me better trust but verify. Hang tight. I'm reading the lyrics to an Ariana Grande song called mm. Thank You Next, which mm-hmm. is a hot, hot uh, song right now. Yep. Let's go. Not only um, are there sexual innuendos left and right, these are some of the dumbest song lyrics I have ever read in my entire <laughs> this life. This is the Billboard Hot 100. And this is the number and one song. These songs song. are okay. These songs are okay. But you find something in our culture mm-hmm. that is rich in tradition, it's going to be attacked. The mystery does not want us around with our traditional values, customs, and traditions. They want it gone. They are mean-spirited, stupid people. And you got to push back. And the way you push back, if you ever find yourself cornered in a room with some stupid person mm-hmm. who tells you that baby it's cold outside is a story of, uh, of, of rape, of potential rape, you push back and say, do you really understand words? Do you, you understand what an idiom is? Do you understand the playful nature of this? Can't happen anymore. The song's been ruined. The song's been ruined. Who can now hear it? Without hearing the power washing, I can't. That's all I can think about now. When I, because uh, I have heard it a couple times, and I remember that from last year. Even though before the radio station here uh, did this thing, and uh, after the story last year, that's all I could think about. Was it last year the youngsters rewrote it, or two was years it ago? Two? Probably wasn't was that long. Was it two years ago? Well, I think it's getting to be two years. Wow. Like, yeah. Well, we're getting old, people. Well, time flies when you're getting older, doesn't it? It's an idiom. An expression whose meaning is not predictable from the usual meanings of its elements. She is not suspecting that the guy spiked her drink. She's, it's banter, it's jargon, it's stalling for time. Yes, that's, a, I, I can picture it in my mind's hey, eye, what they're put, wearing. What'd you put in that drink, yes. man? Because she's falling for the guy. And you can just see, I used to, I used to love the song. I could picture the wind howling, the snow falling outside. Plus she leaves, doesn't she? Doesn't she uh, ultimately succeed in leaving? I really can't. I, see I don't. I don't think she wants to leave, but she does out of propriety. Hope these didn't print in Hmong. <laughs> uh, I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. I simply must go. The answer is no, but baby, it's cold outside. Your welcome has been how lucky that you dropped in. So nice and warm. Look out the window. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, my maiden aunt's yeah. might. My... What the hell am I reading? 
What in the hell? Right. What version are you reading? What, 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 what is this? Hey, yeah, tell your brother he's kind of the... Can you tell your brother to keep going? He's kind of creeping me out here behind the curtains. Jeez, God, never mind. Is that the Ariana Grande I version? I don't know what I had there. I, was that? Uh, that might have been marshmallow and bee. He does press a little bit at the end when um, you know if you caught pneumonia and died. He he tries. Does he to, say that in the song? Yeah, he That's does. A hard uh, sell. Right. But yeah, does very does hard sell. answer? My, somebody help me. Answer me. I really can't stay. Did, does she ultimately leave? No, they they sing together. So my guess is she stays. Huh. Yeah, I don't think it's ever really resolved, right? They just at the end, it's, right? Baby, baby it's cold outside. What about Brother Larry? Does he just stick uh, Larry around? just stayed behind the curtains no, and no, he? No, uh, Larry's waiting at he home. He thought it through for a while. Larry's, Larry's not, at home. He's at been home. He's waiting. been replaying that through his mind <laughs> over and over <laughs> and over like a bad <laughs> Christmas carol. See now you guys are making it creepy because Larry's at home waiting. Larry, uh, she for left his half sister. an hour ago. You want to get the hell out of here? Trying to call a cab, <laughs> yeah, Larry. I'm gonna get you an Uber, Larry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You ain't heard nothing yet. We'll be right back with more power washing. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Do you get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight. Justice and the Suzeray. Oh, God help me. I don't. You know, I had, a, I had a talk with a guy over the weekend talking about things like uh, maybe it's cold outside having been power washed and yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer having been power washed. And he, he was saying maybe the reaction we should have is to never mention these stories. Except. That would put that, a, put, a, put a big dent in the show, right? That argument doesn't work though because I people, can't. You couldn't get everybody to get on board, right? And and people need to know that there are these places out, these outfits out there that are doing this type of thing, and it it means nothing. It really does mean nothing. Let's go to the failed academy because you're not going to believe this one. Oh, I don't know. You know, the but go ahead. <laughs> Swansea University researcher Sharina Hamza claims that if veganism forces us to confront the realities of food's origins, then this increased awareness will undoubtedly be reflected in our language. The increased awareness of vegan issues will filter through consciousness to produce new modes of expression and old expressions will be banned. Before, uh, 
Animal rights charity PETA has already been pushing for harm-free alternatives for some time and has, has a list of suggestions that people could use so not to cause offense to vegans. <laughs> yep. Dr. Hamza wrote on an academic website called The Conversation, the image of killing two birds with one stone is, if anything, made more powerful by the animal-friendly alternative of feeding two birds with one scone. (laughs) Well, you can no longer say, bring home the bacon. Nope. You have to say, bring home the bagels. (laughs) You can't say, let the cat out of the bag. Why? Oh, you have to say, spill the beans instead. Oh, spill the beans. No, but that's wasteful. (laughs) All your eggs in one basket. No, you have to say all your berries in one bowl. You worked at the hatchery. Put the eggs in a basket, but the earth was uneven. (laughs) (laughs) What are we telling people? That's the great... uh, That's the Norm Norm MacDonald joke. Oh, my God. The funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. Was was he on with Stern? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that funny. It's a, it's oh, just Norm Macdonald delivering a joke about uh, people that, uh, <laughs> that work at a hatchery and end up uh, spilling their uh, eggs, and uh, and the final guy uh, commits <laughs> mayhem. Terry. And the you know, the moral of his story is you just don't fool around with Uncle Terry when he's been drinking. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> he hated the hatchery. You can't say open a can of worms, okay? Because apparently that's harmful to worms. So you have to say open Pandora's box. Uh, flog a dead horse. Pandora no, doesn't mind. No, you have to say feed, feed a fed horse. Hmm. Hold your horses means you have to say hold the phone. Uh, taking the bull by the horns. No, you should say take the flower by the thorns. More than one way to skin a cat. No, you have to say more than one way to peel a potato. <laughs> okay. Be the guinea pig. Well, wait no, a minute, you stop. say be the test tube. Is there more than one way to peel a potato? I have no idea. PETA says on its website, while these phrases may seem harmless, they carry meaning and can send mixed signals to students about the relationship between humans and animals and can normalize abuse. Yeah, because when you open a can of worms, you're being terribly abusive, aren't you? Yeah. To the worms. Mm. Teaching students to use animal-friendly language can cultivate positive relationships between all beings. These people are mentally ill. I mean that in all seriousness. They're mentally disturbed. Ms. Hamza added, historically, the resources required to obtain meat meant it was mainly the preserve of the upper classes, while the peasantry subsisted on mostly a vegetarian diet. She's mentally disturbed. Yeah, that's a a lot to ponder. She's mentally disturbed. As a result, the consumption of meat was associated with dominant power structures in society. Its absence... It's absence from the plate indicating disadvantaged groups such as women and the poor. That's what you think of that, right? You ever another one? There you Pretty go. small. Phone book. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. One more. How can you do them when they're that small? Strong hands. I can't take it anymore. Turn it over to the news, man. All right, we can do that.
Lingerie. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, we're <laughs> discussing things over here. Yes. Yeah. Well, discussing your question yeah. off the air. Well, you got my answer. Uh, one sports note before we begin the news segment. St. Thomas and St. John's football teams uh, will again play on a bigger stage in 2019. Next season's matchup, a home game for the Tommies. Remember in 2017, they played at Target Field? I do remember. <laughs> they drew a crowd of uh, over 37,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, apparently, they're going to play in the brand new Allianz Field. Oh, the soccer stadium. Soon to be home, Major League Soccer's Minnesota United FC. At field expected to open next spring, the United announcing that the team would hold a press conference to announce a football event at the stadium at 11 in the morning Tuesdays. What does that seat, Allianz Field? Was that 20? Yeah, just barely 20. Okay. Barely. 19. That'll be cool. That is a massive uh, uh, project when you pull pull in off of uh, Snelling there. Uh, news notes from today. Yeah, that boy. I'm there right there. They're, they're building a little stadium. I was stadium. just trying to read something while uh, I was providing comments. That's a, there. That's a big, there. Uh, big building. There. You it's might right be there. It's got lights and everything. If you're yeah. trying to go to Big Top Liquors <laughs> in its original location, you're going to be going somewhere else. Okay, Gil. <laughs> Gil's back. It was kind of a Gil yeah. voice. Uh, news uh, from today that 55-year-old Eden Prairie man now has been charged with making terroristic threats and carrying or possessing a pistol without a permit in a public place in connection to that incident at McDonald's last month, which allegedly displayed a gun during an altercation with a group of teenagers. Court records show that Lloyd Edward Johnson was charged Monday morning in Hennepin County. The first charge is a felony. The second is a gross misdemeanor. He'll be back in court in January. According to the criminal complaint, Eden Prairie police officers were dispatched to the McDonald's on the 500 block of Prairie Center Drive November 19th on a report that a man had pulled a gun on a group of teens but was no longer at the scene. Two 17-year-olds reportedly told officers they were trying to use Apple Pay to buy their food, but the system wasn't working. They then said the male behind them told them to hurry up, saying you were probably trying to pay with EBT. Oh, my God. That led to the confrontation. One of the 17-year-olds says the man, later identified as Johnson, began balling up his fist, putting her in fear that he was going to hit her. Complaint then says the two teens said Johnson walked away, returned with his cell phone, appearing to record the argument. They said he then yelled at everyone to back up, pulled a handgun from his waistband, and walked out of the store. Officers obtained short clips of the incident from various cell phones. According to the complaint, today, officers later spoke with Johnson, who did not have a permit to carry a firearm. He admitted he had a handgun in his right jacket pocket and that he felt threatened by the teen, so he pulled it out so he could leave the restaurant. Reportedly said he did not point the gun at anyone, but says he may have waved it around. He also reportedly admitted making the statement about the EBT card and said, quote, that was an insult. I shouldn't have said that. What's EBT mean? That's the food stamp. Well, Oh. The complaint also says officers recovered a semi-automatic handgun in between the two front seats of Johnson's car. It was loaded with 10 rounds of ammunition, but he did not have a round in the chamber. Alzheimer's disease will be eligible for treatment with medical marijuana in Minnesota starting next year, becoming the 14th health condition certified by the state since that program began in 2015. The Minnesota Department of Health announced Monday it was adding the degenerative neurological disorder to its cannabis program. That program already includes cancer pain, epileptic seizures, post-traumatic stress disorder, and autism. While research on cannabis and Alzheimer's is limited, some studies have found that marijuana inhibits the form of tau proteins that accelerate (laughs) dementia and memory loss related to the disease. I have no horse in this race. I was going to ask a question. But I I would not be... uh, 
I'm in no hurry to legalize marijuana. I don't care if it's legalized. Uh, if you see what it's done in Colorado to like the University Avenue, um, they're equivalent. It's it's ugly. But I don't know what you're talking about. They legalized it in Colorado. I'm aware of that. And uh, on the University Avenue equivalent in say Denver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's riddled with these. Uh, pop-up dope shops okay. that don't care about what their building looks like. Yep. They don't take care of it. It's it's unsightly. How do you, how do you know this? Because I've been there. Okay. I, that's where I ordered all my stuff from. Yeah. And that's where the Girl Scouts <laughs> would set up their cookie seats. Which is exactly. a great business opportunity. Yeah. But my question is this. I'm not a dope smoker. Are, are they worried for medicinal marijuana? Is it because... It has a uh, some type of thing that helps them heal, or is it because it makes them want to eat, and then they people eat the protein? Who knows? No, it just makes you feel better. I mean, if it takes like the, the cancer thing, yeah, it'd, it'd be. Plus, it's not always a smoke smoked form of marijuana. It's you know, it might, it might come in a pill, might come in a. Oh. Yeah, you can make it. Yeah, it's, there's okay. different different. Well, ways the new governor uh, West Walls, he really uh, no not West Walls. Walls. No, Kim's a hockey player. Kim Walls, yeah. he's he's a big. Uh, Proponent of yeah. let's hey let's get that. Legal I don't up. know if it's a good idea. I don't know enough about marijuana. But he's I'm a not. Democrat, so he's probably looking at another tax uh, stream. Yes, I'm yeah. all in favor of medical marijuana. I, the other part, I I don't have. Well, a what yeah, do we have yeah. evidence that medical Ooh, marijuana actually works in broken. some cases? Well, it it certainly works. It, yes, but it doesn't cure you. That's no, not I what know. it's used for. I know. Yeah. But yes. Certainly. Anyway, all right, yeah. move on. Hey, move Doc, back. I got glaucoma. Yeah. 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 Try yeah. this. Exactly. Yeah. American Airlines is investigating how a 67-year-old woman in a wheelchair was left alone overnight at Chicago O'Hare International <laughs> Airport when her flight was canceled. Boy, if we only knew somebody in that business. Damn yeah. it. I've got a friend that my friend that somebody works at that the airport. Somebody that pushes wheelchairs around. Right. How could that happen? Can you get a job like that? I think so. Huh. I'm going to have to ask my friend that works at the airport about pushing wheelchairs. You know what happened? They didn't follow procedure. Didn't follow yeah, you got to follow procedure. My friend at the airport always follows procedure. The incident... <laughs> When he's started. pushing his random wheelchairs. You been to Marco? Yeah, Marco Island. Yep. Incident started Friday night when Olympia Warsaw's flight from Chicago to Detroit was canceled and a porter was mm-hmm. assigned to take care of her. Her son says Warsaw was offered a hotel room, but when nobody would take her, the porter said his shift was over and oh just left. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> he will not win the Airport Person of the Year Award by doing that, will hey, he? I'm out. <laughs> It's the, 3 o'clock. My shift is done. Up. i got to get to Garage Logic. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Joe, Whoops. Joe likes to start on time. <laughs> my friend that works at the radio station, lady, needs to start recording at noon. And if you're not there, there's big trouble. So look out. There's a semi coming, too. Oh, the family grew concerned. Okay. Called security, and the woman oh. who suffers from Parkinson's disease and has trouble communicating was located. In a statement, American spokesman Russ Feinstein said the airline met with the family, refunded Warsaw's ticket, and was taking steps to, quote, ensure this does not happen. You know, now again. that we're on a podcast, what's what's limiting your friend, uh, the this friend of yours mm-hmm. at the airport from being identified? Who cares at this point? Well, it's more of like a gentleman's agreement, would yeah, you say? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then just in case it ever were to come up, I think my friend still wants to remain anonymous. I see. All right. But if if I were to ever be doing a job like that, yeah. and I had this lady in, under my care, you wouldn't abandon her. You'd have a you'd be having a sit in on uh, the Garage Logic podcast mm-hmm. right now. She'd be coming. Hey, we got a visitor. <laughs> come on, Helga. I love the name Olympia. Olympia is her name. Is her name yeah. I love that name. Name.
Hey, speaking of uh, us now being on a podcast, we do have a bit of breaking news Yeah. Uh, during this podcast. And some of you that are listening to this show realize that we taped this a few hours before and may have already seen this circulating on social media. But we have a really cool event that we're partnering with our friends over at Summit Brewing. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awesome. Okay. So Friday, December 21st. Yeah. Circle that date. All right. It's the Friday before Christmas. That'll be festive. That's What is that day to you, Mr. Mayor? That's well. That's as a royal order of the as a yeah, chief poobah of the royal order of the twenty firsters. That's damn near the first day of spring. So we're doing a live podcast from noon till two at Summit Brewing. All right, you can be there with us. Yep. However, however, you need to win that experience. So we've put a couple of places, both on the Garage Logic Facebook page, also on the Garage Logic Twitter account, and it's all over the GarageLogic.com website. You have to enter for this. Here's what you get. You and a guest, you both have to be over the age of 21, legal drinking age. That's the rules. Dems the rules. Can join us. You're going to get a free pint from Summit Brewing. You're also going to get to sample the brand new Summit 21 yet-to-be-released beer. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat that they're brewing that. I'm going to need to sample a lot of that. GL's 21st, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the 21st is in GL. Um, you're also going to get a Summit sampler pack. And more, in addition to one of those lucky people, is going to win a $500 gift certificate to RF Moeller Jewelers. And another lucky person is going to win a $500 (laughs) Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores gift certificate. So if you're a normal person like the rest of us, you can re-gift these things. You could use that $500 to buy a snowblower if you're normal. But Mm -hmm. if you're a weirdo like Joe, Mm -hmm. you could buy a lawnmower. Right. Because the spring starts that next day. So, um, and if Mike Fratt wants to come by, he can only come in if he brings just one more bottle of the. Uh, <laughs> nice. So all of that is all over the social media accounts featuring Garage Logic, in addition to the GarageLogic.com website. But it's going to be a lot of fun again. Friday, wow. December twenty first, from noon till two. Now keep in mind, Summit is not open before two o'clock. So this is a private event for us and our. Dedicated Garage Logic listeners. But you have to cool. sign up, correct? You do have to sign up, and you okay. have to be selected to be part of this VIP experience. Okay. Well, let's fill the house, man. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you're there, you get to sample that. Uh, what was it called, Joe? The 120 shilling. 120 shilling. Oh, my lanta was that good. Yeah, at I Summit bought some room. over the weekend. Did you? Yeah. How'd that go for you? <laughs> Didn't last long. Down. <laughs> Let me. Uh, How'd that go? It went down. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. Uh, I thought there was some charitable uh, dynamic to oh, this too. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. So Summit is partnering with their friends at Sierra Nevada, and uh, all of the proceeds from both this event, afterwards, and all weekend long are going to help the campfire victims in California because Sierra Nevada is in Chico, California, right outside of where those fires took place. That's where Sourdough took refuge in that's the town right. of Chico. Well, that's a nice tie-in. And that's home of Sierra Nevada. And all and having done this beer show, all of these brewers, they all work together. It's it's amazing to see the work that they all do together. So they Summit said, we got to do something for our buddies down there in California at Sierra Nevada. This right. is really, really cool. You'll have more uh, on this as the days go by. Absolutely. Yeah. Those two breweries, uh, the uh, Summit EPA and the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, are two of the best summer beers ever. By far. Oh, yep. God, they're mm-hmm. so good. Uh, they're, they're pretty good in winter, too. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just good, like pizza. Some are better than the others, you know? <laughs> some are better than others. 
President Trump called for his former attorney, Michael Cohen, this morning to serve a full and complete sentence, weighing in on the fate of his one-time loyalist who's arguing he does not deserve prison time for the criminal charges, which he's pleaded guilty to. Trump said in morning tweets, you mean he can do all of the, capital letters, terrible, unrelated to Trump things, having to do with fraud, big loans, taxes, etc., and not serve a long prison term. He makes up stories to get a capital letters, great, and already reduced deal for himself. He lied for this outcome and should, in my opinion, serve a full and complete sentence. An attorney for Cohen declined to comment Monday on the president's tweets. Uh, other folks are saying perhaps uh, this is an obstruction of justice case, just asking to be filed. A New Mexico resident just didn't have to prove his love before getting married. He had to prove New Mexico is really a state. When, when Gavin Clarkson and his future bride... Applied for a marriage license in Washington, D.C. earlier this month. He was told he needed to provide an international passport to be approved. Clarkson said, you know, you're from flyover country. When you're applying for a marriage license, give them your New Mexico driver's license. And they come back and say, my supervisor says we cannot accept international driver's licenses. Do you have a New Mexico passport? This is the government that we're going to count on to change the climate? And this yeah. moron didn't know that New Mexico is part of the United States? <laughs> well, the newest part. The newest wow. part. Clark's, wow. Clarkson's a former deputy assistant secretary in the Interior Department. He told the Las Cruces Sun News the clerk then checked with the supervisor several times before the office was able to confirm that New Mexico, yes, has been a state for 106 years. That's right. Clarkson said the whole thing took about 20 minutes and the clerk apologized at the end. But he said he and his now wife have laughed about the incident, as did other couples who were in line behind them. The new Ms. Clarkson <laughs> thinks the most hilarious part was when the clerk complimented me on my English. <laughs> Can I hear George H.W. Bush one more time? I want to pay my respects to Joe Suture, who, uh, in his own way, the mayor of Garage Logic, makes an awful lot of sense out there. Thank you, sir. I have a question. Since you played the president. Yeah. We had that great photo of Sully, the service dog, lying outside of his yeah. casket. Yeah. What, what's what's now to become of Sully? I don't know. Do you think it was named Sully for the pilot? I hope so. You would think so, yeah. huh? Don't I you think? I, yeah. bet, I bet that would be a good tie. So we don't know? Sully's just... I don't know what will become of Sully. Oh. Uh, Moves on possibly to another person. Yeah. I okay. How'd you like the way H.W. didn't want to die when Barbara did? He said, eh, one more summer at Kennebunkport. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he did. He had it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen up, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Garage Logic. Go online to garagelogic.com, our website, to find some of the Greg Holcomb wonderful cartoons. He's really captured Garage Logic. And to find out what's the latest on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. Click on the features and check out Summit. Summit, all social media. Summit, December 21st. You got to sign up prior to. You are one click away from more Garage Logic. Thanks for listening in.